five, four, three, two, one. You are listening to the Mango Tea Podcast with Jody and DK. You can always follow us at Mango Tea Podcast, and you can always email us at Mango Tea Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, so we can give you the tea with a slice of mango. <laughs> this podcast is for the Caribbean diaspora, where we give you news, culture, sports, finance, and of course, tea with a slice of mango. Go. All right, so let's start the show. Let's start talking. Um, so the first thing, it's kind of sad news. Um, today is January, Sunday, January 26th, and we found out that it was shocking, actually, that Kobe Very Bryant shocking. and his daughter, Gianna, passed away um, <sighs> in a crash, a helicopter, a helicopter crash. crash yeah. Kobe was 41 and Gianna is 13. Mm. So at this time, we're going to have a moment of silence um, to pay our respects. Okay. All right. We're back. That We're was back. sad, but it, it, yeah, very sad. I our condolences to the family. Yeah, I took it very hard today. Even though I, I did, did not know Kobe. I don't, it's weird. It's like, like when you're on the outside, as oh, you you feel so connected to people. Yeah, like I think for our generation, especially West Indians yes. and even immigrants too, Kobe. And to a lesser extent, maybe mm. Patrick Ewing, and yeah. even like Tim Duncan, they were our introduction into the NBA. Yes, they were. And Kobe himself was a key person to bringing the NBA global. Yeah. So this is a very, very sad day and still very Especially shocking. Sad. Especially his, like you think of his age, but it just underscores the idea that we ought to just really live life to the fullest. Yes. Yep, and we have a post on our Instagram page, actually, yeah. of him talking about living life to the fullest. And that's all we um, have to do. Yeah, and it was actually very encouraging. It is. I, <laughs> I was very down. <laughs> it was, like, it was just sad. Very, let me tell I'm you. I'm, like, on the weekend of the Grammys, but listen. Yeah. It's just life, and I'm guessing we yep. do have to. It just It's a constant reminder to enjoy life and live it to the fullest and live it to your best. Okay, and speaking of living to yeah. your best... Um, in this week's segment of Talawa, Talawa in the <laughs> We're still trying to get that Trini accent down, but <laughs> that's going to have to work. For those that don't know, Talawa means strong. Strong. Um, it means perseverance. You do, you, you push through even though you have yeah, um, a lot going on. A lot life. going on. So for Talawa in the Maracat <laughs> for today, um, Barbados actually mm. celebrated Borrow Day mm. last week. Um, Errol Barrow was the first prime minister of Barbados. He's considered the father of independence. Um, and he helped the country gain independence in November 1966. Mm-hmm. Then we also want to congratulate Mr. Usain, Usain Bolt. And his girlfriend, Casey, Mm -hmm. they are going to be welcoming a baby in a few months. That's a beautiful news, though. Yes. You're going to have a small bolt. Maybe 20 years from now, we can have another Olympic champion. Listen. That will be good. Yes. Um, Congratulations to them, definitely. And then more bolt news. (laughs) (laughs) So, Usain Bolt and Jamaican recording artist Ding Dong... They released soca songs this week ahead Yay. of Trinidad Carnival. And actually... And Jamaica Carnival. And Jamaica Carnival. Trinidad Carnival is the first one up. And Karaku. But 
most songs are like fire, yes, like actual fire. I was telling my um, my Trini friends, I was like, listen, you guys are going to be crossing the Savannah stage in mm-hmm. Trinidad to Usain Bolt. Listen, Usain is <laughs> trying to take over music. He's <laughs> he trying is. to show up. He's yeah. like, listen, I'm going to be, I'm stop. I'm running, so I got to do something. So. Yeah, because he, he's a big time, he's a producer now, and yeah, he has his own that. label. Check that, Mark. Ooh. <laughs> Listen. All right. Um, and then for our last thing in Talawa, in the Maracant, Guyana, the country Guyana was um, awarded the chairmanship of the G77. Talk about it, Jody. So you must be wondering what the what yes, is the G77? What is that? Did she make a mistake and <laughs> wanted to say the G7? So the G77, <laughs> it's the largest intergovernmental organization of developing countries in the United Nations. It was established in 1964, and the aim is to promote the collective economic interests and also enhance the joint negotiation capacity on major um, economic issues within the UN, and also to promote development. In developing nations so congratulations to guyana congrats. you guys Guyana's really getting a lot of good yeah, music here what's going yeah. on oil oil listen look come on the oil money is lit <laughs> jamaica needs some of that money Ooh. <laughs> lend us a, lend us actually, a hand all of the caribbean um so going we're gonna do some caricom news right now um mm. quickly so caricom for those who don't know is caribbean community it's grouping of islands within mm. the Caribbean that are a major political and economical um, block. It's kind of like the UN of the Caribbean. Yeah, basically. So, or, or what? U- European Union. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like that for, yeah, the, for the very, Europeans. Yeah, it's like a Caribbean European Union. Yeah. Or the so, African Union, too. Like, yeah. We always keep forgetting that one. <laughs> <laughs> we are together. <laughs> Listen. Um, so recently, there's been a couple of news um, that will affect the entire CARICOM region and some others that we're going to discuss later. The first is the Corruption Index. Mm. (laughs) So it was published this week, and the least corrupt country in the Caribbean is Bahamas, Mm. and the most corrupt country is Haiti. Uh, Why why are we not surprised? Well... And I'm not bashing Haiti. I'm not bashing my Haitian family. I mean, Haiti, as we mentioned before, has been been through it. They've been through a lot. They have hurricanes. They've Mm. had earthquakes they've had like massive corruption from international organizations yeah they've been taking advantage of allegedly by hillary's that too allegedly but (laughs) but uh, we we we're still praying for haiti most improved was guyana Mm -hmm. look at guy see listen guyana stepping up Reminds me to take a trip this year. <laughs> yes. The Guyana is stepping up in 2020. We can go to Carnival next year. Mm, Guyana Carnival. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's see. Let's see. And also on the, the back of that, this week, we also got the power rankings. For Wait, but let's sport. go back. Hold on. So uh-huh. Jamaica is the Jamaica is fourth on this list. Yeah. What's it's the fourth on? most corrupt country in the Caribbean. And we've improved. That's an improvement. Where, where we were number one? I'm sure we were... <laughs> I would not we be were surprised like, if we were number one. I think we were at 20-something in 2017. I have to look mm. at the numbers. We can post the link. Yeah, but we're still fourth ranked in the Caribbean, though. Yes. Um, and actually, something really funny happened this week. So a member of the opposition, the People's National Party, posted... <laughs> posted a chart mm-hmm. on Instagram and they were like, look, Jamaica has fallen in the corruption index 
um, and she actually made a huge mistake mm. <laughs> where oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the government when her political party was in power under Portia Simpson Miller Portia. the former prime minister Jamaica's number was 28 mm -hmm. currently it's 43 yeah. 2018 it was 43 hmm. so <laughs> sure <not> her numbers <laughs> yeah so if I, I mean before you post anything on social media this is a lesson this to is us a lesson all. to us <laughs> get someone to look get at your, your facts tweets together especially if you are a member of a political party or especially if you also make an accusation or a determination on something yes. like come on do you're your not fact just, checks yeah, you're not just saying you're not just making a statement you're actually trying to Make a point. Yes. And then the passport power rankings. Barbados mm. is the most powerful passport in the Caribbean. A small country like Barbados. Haiti is the least. And um, Jamaica is not even in the top 10, isn't it? For the Caribbean, thing? yeah. It's very sad. It's so we, can, we can't take our Jamaican passport anywhere then? I mean, you can. We can go to Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> we can oh, go to Cuba. Oh, yeah, for that one. Yeah. I just realized I actually do not even own a Jamaican passport. You need to I've get your life together. Owned, no, I owned the Jamaican passport between when I was born and when I was four. Then after I got a British passport and now I have an American passport, yeah. I still love my country. I'm yeah, we, I think in a later episode, we're going to talk about your passports because Dakar yeah, DK I've has like a super interesting, interesting yeah. Yeah, yeah, passport I've never situation. Had a passport. So that's that. And actually, I was talking to someone from Barbados mm. this week and he was telling me that people from like the Eastern Caribbean, mm. they actually come to Barbados to get Bayesian passports. I mean, who wouldn't know? But who <laughs> makes the determination on how, how powerful the passport is or not? I'm guessing it it's based on how many countries you can visit with your passport. Yes. Yeah. That's without a visa. I think we definitely need to get our... Re or the relationships between us and other countries. We need to step that game up, clearly. Because that's happened with Guyana. Ghana, because I feel like the Ghanaian prime minister or president visited Jamaica and then we yeah. kind of be like, okay, let's develop a good relationship. Yeah. And then from then, he's like, hey, let's extend this. Yeah, I mean, they they were very smart. That was a great tourism move. That yeah. was a good move, yeah. Huge. Especially um, last year when impact. it was the year of the return. Yeah. It, it, was a, it was a good move. And now all the girls in Africa, <laughs> West Africa at least, are doing some type of year of a, um, return year of event. Return. So yeah. um, the next thing is the U.S. birth tourism. Mm. So currently, um, it just it went into effect on Friday. Of course, U.S. Mr. is Trump. ending um, birthright citizenship. So I know back in the day, people used if people were pregnant, women were pregnant, yeah, um, they, they would travel to, the travel to the U.S. to have their babies, so their babies can have the Caribbean passports. And you that's mean the, the American passports. The American passports. Thank you. Um, and that's going to end completely. So, um, which, when you think of it, though, did you agree with that happening, though? I mean, I'm indifferent. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost like in the... I'm weird. I'm like in that middle where I'm just like... Yeah. Can you just show up in a person's country and say, hey, because I want my child to be a citizen, I'm just going to give birth? Because I feel like a lot of women... I remember stories of a lot of women back yeah. in the days. They'd be like, okay, we're, we're going to foreign or we're going to America to, have the to make sure to have baby because yeah. they want to secure the future for the child. And I'm like, okay... Yeah. A lot of West Indian, Caribbean um, celebrities have done that, where yeah. they've come to the U.S. to have their kids. And a major reason why they're doing this mm. is because of the Chinese. So, mm. especially in California, they will fly to California, have the babies there, mm. and then they'll use that passport or that power mm. to obtain land. And in the U.S., mm. if you have land, if you have property, you have, every, you have everything, you have everything, really. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the main reasons why he wanted to end that. Yeah. Definitely Trump is also, I think he's also trying to restrict who is coming and who is becoming a citizen of America. Oh, yes. It's all about that. It's all about <laughs> getting rid of the people that from the 
mm-hmm. a-hole countries as he would say yes to stay um, away from here to keep, i'm not even to gonna keep talk, cleanse. talk what he he referred to those countries as yeah um, but it's more it's i feel like it's under it's more than just him saying you know what let's regulate tourism or let's regulate citizenship it's more let's regulate who we decide is coming to this country or not yeah. and because i'm sure it's the stats show um give proof of who who's doing it who's doing this yeah um, so let's move on into our next segment. <laughs> We're gonna call it Rotten Mango. Rotten Mango. <laughs> rotten Mango. Rotten Mango. Because corruption is rotting the mango mm. of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so la- in episode three, we talked about the Caribbean Maritime University report. Mm-hmm. Um, the Caribbean Maritime University is a university in Jamaica. Um, it was established with the University of Norway because mm-hmm. uh, it started as an institute. And then through the partnership, they were elevated to a university. So within, so there, the Auditor General's report came out earlier um, mm. in January, where it said there was like gross, mm. uh, mis- well, not misconduct, gross accounting and procurement issues. Mm. So this week, the misuse of the people and money. Um, things got lit. <laughs> so the chairwoman of the university, Hyacinth Bennett, she resigned mm. in the wake of the report and the controversy and also right now um the president of the university fitz pinnock the former as i mentioned before the former president of the cmu in addition to rural reed the former minister of education also rural reed's wife and daughter um there's currently a criminal case against them <laughs> as well so on monday of this past week sounds messy <laughs> fitz Pinnock's daughter abigail mm. so she released like a 10 minute video on youtube she was defending like her father's innocence and integrity how she would <laughs> but you can't i mean who when yeah as a daughter do i take her her dad's innocence I mean, she came, she came up with some valid points. Honestly, I was really bored watching the yeah, video because yeah. it was 10 minutes long. She said the reason for the incriminating um, mm. accusations against her dad was because people are bad mind and politics. <laughs> Sounds like a typical Jamaican try to get out of stuff. Oh, they're bad mind. No, come on. Let's talk about the facts. Yeah, so... Uh, in addition to saying that people are bad mind and, and politics is at play, she said that Jamaica is an evil place mm. and is non-progressive. Mm. And I don't think this is going to so help her father's case at, at all. all. Listen, at all. she already lost my vote. <laughs> Sir. So, <laughs> coming off of that, mm. Parliament, Jamaican Parliament, had a discussion about, at least they attempted to have a discussion about mm. the report. This, the Caribbean Maritime University much. Report. And what, what I would like to call it is a mutiny. So the Speaker of the House, mm. um, Pernell Charles Sr., he wanted to table the discussion of the report mm. because he was like, legally, because of the ongoing criminal cases and because of constitutional law, he doesn't want to be incriminated or he doesn't, he doesn't want to get in trouble, basically. Yeah, he doesn't want to get involved too much. And then he's a member of the current government. Mm. The opposition was like... Listen. No, listen, listen. It was <laughs> it was like fiery. Um, it was fiery. I could just dis- I it could was, describe yeah, it that. Um, we put a video on mm. our um our Instagram page of one of the discussion of part of the the, <laughs> the mutiny, yeah. and someone was like, "Listen, don't rank yourself." Don't <laughs> Jamaican politics gonna, is, is feisty. It is. I think, don't mess with them people. 
Listen. I think I'm going to make that my ringtone, actually. Don't rank yourself. Don't rank yourself. <laughs> For the American, <laughs> that means do not. Don't be feisty with me. That's not even, yeah. that feisty is a, a Jamaican don't word, rude. too. Don't, don't be rude. rude. Don't, yes. don't try. Don't try don't, anything. Don't try me. Don't try and boast yourself. Listen. Um, <laughs> don't I'm rank yourself. You. I'm better. <laughs> and then in addition to this, right? There was so there was a huge um, quarrel. Mm. There was like shouting. So the back and forth, like yes. So Lisa Hanna, she's the former Miss Jamaica World, former Miss Miss Lisa U- Miss Hanna. World. She won the contest back in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah. she was also on video because she was she was literally screaming over yeah. everyone, and then they were like, "You need to stop, or you're gonna get removed." And she, she was said, like, "Hit me out." She reminds me of when um, Portia Simba Miller, when she made that statement about don't drama talk. <laughs> like, listen, the Jamaican PMP, the members of the PM, the, the People's National Party, I feel like they're aggressive. What's going on with them? They're, they're um, eclectic. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word. Um, they're they're fiery. Yes. They're very but fiery. underscore is a Jamaican personality, though, because I feel like that's who we are. Like, don't, if yeah. you try us, I feel like that will be that will be us. Like, come come on, don't don't mess with me. <laughs> don't mess with me today. Oh my gosh, where's the set? Come take me out. I feel like that's going to be a segment. (laughs) That's going to be a segment itself. Um, So this is, this is probably going to be an ongoing thing for the next couple of months. Um, Yeah, because one, it's it's also leading up to the the general elections in Jamaica. Yes. um, Which. And this is back and forth between both of them because everybody wants to make a point as to why they are the most electable or why they can lead the country in a better direction. And we on this podcast mm. we are not we do not have any political affiliations yes plus we're also american citizens <laughs> <laughs> but also i think Bonagro, we, Jamaica still though. i think we would also agree that what? we don't like either political parties no, exactly <laughs> because within how many years of independence of the country we mm. are still where we're at yeah i'm all i'm just in support of anyone that decides they're gonna put a country in, a, in the best direction at this point it's strange enough but we're at 31 at this point I'm just all about supporting anybody that just decides to let the country grow. Because I feel like at this, it's supporting one party over the other at this point would make no sense for us. I'm actually, I would actually support someone that is going to be transparent and is going to fight against corruption. But is I, that is that even a thing these days with politics stuff? Oh, when you look at American yes. politics, politics in Europe, I feel like that's almost non-existent. Cor- corruption? No, but I feel no finding someone that's as transparent as you would want um i really can't think of anyone exactly i can't <laughs> as much as i love obama he was good mm, obama's a good example i feel like obama was tra- as transparent as he could um i would highly disagree with Let that Here's the thing, <laughs> but also i also think andrew Honus is still doing somewhat of a decent job with what here's the thing i feel like we're not gonna find a perfect perfect person to run jamaica no because i feel like I mean, there's going to be some corruption, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone's a little bit biased. And then how transparent can you be when you're in a in such in that position? Though? Yeah, such a sense. Can you really tell the country the details that they would need to hear? No. Listen, high level details. Give us the spark notes. <laughs> but why? We first of all, but why do we need to know? It's almost like for me, it's like remember when you were younger and your parents would be like, okay, certain things they don't tell you because they're trying to save you. I feel like that's politics. Certain things they're like, let's just keep this away from Jody because she doesn't need to know this now. Listen, the, the people of Jamaica. Jamaica are paying money into the system. They're paying taxes. They're paying money to so have a better economy. Notes. They're not paying money to know all the details. They're, they're paying money to have a better quality of life. True, but I mean, do they need to know every detail of everything? They don't need to know every detail, but they need to know the spark notes at least. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to. Listen. I think one of the main, one of the hottest issues this week, and. Honestly, this was a bunch of Bacchanal. Bacchanal. So Bacchanal for... Cue music. <laughs> <laughs> so Bacchanal is more of like a... It's like a soca term um, mm. from like the Eastern Caribbean islands. And it means yes. like mix up. It means like drama. Drama. For my um, non-West Indian folks listening. So don't get involved in Bacchanal. <laughs> <laughs> so the U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, visited mm-hmm. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And that was an interesting visit. Oh my gosh! It especially coming. Here's the thing. I think the issue with uh, what that people have with his visit is the issue they have with the current administration, the U.S. current administration. I feel like that's the issue. Because I feel like if you put that aside, a lot of the arguments that people are saying about his visit and the relation between the relationship between Jamaica and the U.S. I don't think we'd be having that conversation if, if Obama was president. Was president? Yeah, that's I. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Because I mean, when Obama went to Jamaica, everyone's excited. <laughs> every, Look at that. We still have those tapes of him <laughs> at UWE talking about Wagua and Jamaica, and we're still celebrating that moment. I went to nobody had an issue. Yeah, I went to someone's house in Jamaica, and they had a picture of themselves with Obama See? front and center in the house. Exactly. And there was, was like, no form of div- exactly there's no form of division. The PMP and JP were all in agreement. Everybody's excited to see him. And then okay, so what's the issue now with him with Okay. So with Mr. US Secretary multiple, of State. Multiple, like multiple, right? Mm. So first thing was um the country of Trinidad and Barbados, they boycotted the meeting um in Kingston because they said the U.S. was trying to break up CARICOM mm. um, because not everyone from the CARICOM member states or associated states were invited. So the only attendees at the meeting were Jamaica, Bahamas, Belize, Dominican Republic, Haiti, St. Kitts, and St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. So Auntie Mia, the prime minister of um, Barbados, Barbados, who I love, um, she was the first. She's also the secretariat for CARICOM. She's yeah. a leader for CARICOM. And she was like... They're trying to divide us. And coming off of her 2020 message, which mm-hmm. I think was kind of political, mm-hmm. um, she was like... She tried to unite us yeah. in, a, in a sense. She yeah. was like all about unity and Yeah, in her message. And now she's like, they're trying to divide us. We're not going to go. And then um, the Prime Minister of Trinidad and Tobago, mm-hmm. Keith Rowley, he also came in support of Barbados. So then Mike Pompeo was like, we're not trying to divide CARICOM. We want unity with the Caribbean. <laughs> All right, so that's to America say that one thing. So, but um, is there a valid point to them trying to divide the Caribbean though? Listen, American politics has always been corrupt in a sense. Listen, what I feel like they're always just whatever benefits them specifically is yes. what they're going for. And also, any of their policies up here mm-hmm. affect the entire Caribbean True. region. So, one of the big things from the meeting was they were talking about the inflow of guns. Yes, that, into that was a big thing. The Caribbean, into Jamaica and the rest of the Caribbean. So I don't know if anyone had, has read this, but there's mm. a 2019 New York Times New York article Times, yeah. where they were saying because of America's lax gun, gun laws, laws, there's been an inflow of, of a lot of guns into Jamaica that is true. and the rest of the Caribbean. Um, so they were citing instances where a gun was bought in 1974 right they yeah. the only thing they have is the, the the person that owned it so the person bought it in 1974 and there was a murder in 2016 wow and they traced they traced the gun back so the gun but the person died in 2011 
So if a gun is like lost, stolen, or anything, it's right down there. They they don't track it. You don't have to report it. And that's the issue with the with the American gun. The the, the this idea of freedom to basically own your own arms, own your own guns. Yeah. I feel like it's a, they don't. America doesn't realize the effects it's having on the entire world. It's like okay, your laws, all these guns, they're not just affecting and killing people here. Yeah. All these guns are trickling down to the because, Caribbean. I mean, but it also wait, it also says something about the importing and how hard are these things getting into the the hands of the Caribbean. So what they'll do is like allegedly hmm. they'll like break pieces of the guns like they'll break it up into different parts and they'll ship it in small batches with like um like automobiles refrigerators all that stuff that or just obviously mm-hmm. metal and you maybe you wouldn't be able to see it yeah and <laughs> it's not just affecting jamaica it's affecting the entire caribbean yeah but clearly there for some for somebody it might be in a trade it might be okay a drug trade between america and jamaica who knows yeah i mean Could america has a multi-billion dollar drug economy yeah. <laughs> to be honest and even in mexico they're mm-hmm. saying that the majority of guns that are used in murders in mexico come from the united states originated in the united not states not surprised um but, but if you talk to republicans they'll be like no keep, let her keep our let's you keep know our what guns. if mm. if you uh, this is what always gets me about mm. like the republicans and gun rights if you are okay with babies being murdered with machine guns, if you if you didn't pass any any regulations, then yeah, you're after not Sandy Hook, was like, okay, I thought after Sandy Hook was like, okay, we're gonna do something now. All these children died during Sandy Hook right and before Christmas, it. and then it's like nothing happened. Listen, it, but then Obama was I, at that time though. He was, yeah. and the Republicans had the Senate and the House, and yeah. they blocked it. Listen, I cried. Because it was sad, yeah. I think I remember I, crying because yeah. I saw you're thinking of all the children that died. And then, like, subsequent like mass shootings that have happened in the U.S. Now, I feel like it's a regular occurrence. We've yeah. become desensitized to it. And when you think of crime happening in Jamaica now, when you think I'm uh, over 55 people that are in Yes, over 55. Or you think all these guns that came from the U.S. that are affecting li- the lives of Jamaicans. Not just Jamaicans, Bajans, Trinis. Yeah, but more, I mean, for me, it's more of like, okay, when you see the numbers... Jamaica definitely has a serious crime issue. So I feel like so, the fact but that... But so do, does the other Caribbean countries. True. You know what I was thinking about? I was reading articles today. Um, and all, one of the other things that he mentioned was Haiti as well. Mm-hmm. There is a gun for drugs and meat, believe it or not, trade mm-hmm. between like Haiti and Jamaica. And Haiti, meat? Yes, as in meat. chicken and pork and beef? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Because, We're trading like, guns for foods at this point. Yeah, because like... 2020. I mean, Haiti has a really tough political situation right now corruption is through the roof and food fuel it's in low very very low supply so i mean there's there's been a, a yeah, that trade. Know, so they're giving way they're, they're giving, giving guns. The guns they're giving guns to other and Caribbean we're giving islands. them the meat <laughs> <laughs> i thought we needed the meat meat and drugs <laughs> oh God, it's i mean yeah. in barbados last week there was a homicide and mm. This rocked me to my core. Mm. Uh, there was a homicide of a father as he was dropping off his six-year-old son at mm. infant school. He mm. died. He got shot while dropping off his six-year-old in front of the school. Mm. And there was also a similar murder that happened in Jamaica last year. I always happens in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's really sad. But, like, this murder, it happened outside of a prep school. So, like, prep school, for those who don't know, is a private kind of elementary yeah, school in a sense. Uh, and he was murdered right out after his kid got out of the car to go inside the gate he was people came in and shot him so i 
I mean, looking at the stats of the murder rates in Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, and the larger Caribbean, I personally think that the Caribbean is in crisis. There's yeah. a security crisis. True. Jamaica actually just um, declared a state of emergency in Eastern Kingston, yeah. which is terrible because at one point there were twenty in, within 24 hours, four people were murdered. Four. But also, here's the thing. Going back to the the relations between the U.S. and the Caribbean comes down to guns. We always talk about um, America's and America and their gun laws and their um, regulations. But I feel like at this point, it's time for us to address the gun laws in Jamaica well, and the use of guns and how are we trying to get these guns back? Because I feel like okay, we there's a strong argument to guns and the lack lack of laws that are set up in the US but what happened to the laws that are set up in the Caribbean the, country because can we bl- okay the guns went to the Caribbean country but can how are we going to say every person that is killed in the Caribbean can we're just going to completely blame the US cuz i feel like i don't want to be to that point where like okay all these guns are here these people are dying just because of the US yeah, no but at the end of the day are guns? we taking we need to take accountability for the for the guns that are already there but 80% of the guns used in these crimes have been illegally imported into the island. That is from true, the US. but they I feel like at this point, we need to take up accountability for the guns that are already there. But Jamaica's gun laws is super strict. Super strict. The gun it's laws hard. are super strict, but it's time for me. I feel like the regulations need to be a little bit tighter. There were like, the regulations are already tight. It's super hard to actually get a gun in Jamaica, and it's very expensive. It's very expensive to get a, a gun permit. I, like, I know police mm-hmm. officers... They have guns through their job, but if they wanted to get a private firearm, it's super expensive for True, them. True, but here's the thing, though. Are we saying that because they already had an easy access to the guns that they can't regulate the use of it and trying to get them back? Because here's the thing. With the U.S. But now, already we already have that problem, though. We already have the problem. There are so many guns already out in the U.S. Yeah. But are we going to say because the guns are already out there, we can't regulate the use of it and trying to get these guns back? I mean, the guns there's are so being, many guns out there already. The so it's like we, we got to get it. into the country, so there's no record of them being registered. I mean... I'm not going to register a gun that was smuggled into the no, island. You're not. So I don't. I I think that it's a bigger issue than government regulations, right? Yeah, but there there are not a lot of records of a lot of people buying guns here in the U.S. Still, I feel like yeah, you can go I mean, into Walmart is, and buy a gun, though. Anybody is, can go into Walmart and buy a gun. Absolutely ridiculous. So it's I, not like say you're there, like saying, okay, this person has to be over 21. This person has to. Um, pass a mental health exam. They're not saying that. So I feel like the gun laws here are even just as strict. I feel like this it's, 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 it's easy to US, get a gun here. It's also still easy to get a gun in Jamaica. But uh, legally, we can't use this as, as an excuse to it, not uh-huh. fight and not even I, make stricter gun I laws. I disagree with you. It's not hard to get a legal gun in Jamaica. It's it's easy to get, mm-hmm. possibly easier, allegedly. I don't know. I'm not, I've never bought a gun illegally in Jamaica. But <laughs> never it's, gotten, bought a gun, period. <laughs> but it's easier to get an illegal gun than it is to get a legal gun. It's easier to get in, a legal yeah, illegal gun in Jamaica than a legal gun. True. I mean, I'm so, not disagreeing with that. I mean, like the U.S. I went to Florida last year, and I went to a Walmart, and they were selling ammo in a Walmart. Yeah, in but a, my point is Walmart. that isn't it just as easy to get a gun here as it is to get a gun in Jamaica? No, legally. You don't think so? No, legally, no, legally. Okay, legally. Okay, put up the legal the legality aside. Uh huh. If I decide I want to go get a gun in here here in the u.s is it so easy for me to get the gun here same way if i went to jamaica it'd be still, it'd be i mean to get a it gun depends here. on the state you're in i mean new york it's yeah it's yeah, hard yeah, right definitely. new york Thank has God it right new york. but if you're trying to get um an illegal a gun in like florida in states that have stand your ground laws yeah 
it is super easy. Yeah. You literally just have to give them money. You just have to give them money and register your name and you get the gun. I'm sure that's Jamaica too. I don't, I don't, but that the gun that they're buying here Mm -hmm. in most instances are legal. But my thing is not a fact that if the gun's legal or not. My thing is, okay, the guns are there though. How how are we going to focus? What the the focus now should be, how are we going to deal with the guns that are already out there? Whether it's the U.S. or Jamaica or Barbados or Trinidad. So personally, Mm. and I think this is a miss by CARICOM in general Mm. over the years. I think there should be a state of the region. Yeah. A state of emergency for the entire region. That, yeah, I think I agree with that too. Ga- all of these countries are being affected by gun crimes, and gun crimes are rapidly increasing across the region. Yeah. I think there needs to be a state of emergency, a, a region. Across the border. Yeah. yeah, across the border. Um, and I think the U.S. has to be involved because the majority of guns that are coming into the Caribbean are, they have originated from the U.S. I mean, every, well, not every, most people that I've talked to from Jamaica, from Barbados, mm-hmm. from Trinidad, from Guyana, they have the same thing. How are guns coming into the island when there's no gun manufacturers in the, in Caribbean. the Caribbean? That is true. It's it's a huge thing. So The problem with that, though, is America, because they're not addressing their gun issue, it's yes. hard to pull them in and say, hey, we're having a gun issue. You're a part of the problem. How are we going to work on this? They're not even working on their own gun gun <laughs> issues. Yeah. I mean, like, but it's a valid point. I feel like they need to be a part of the conversation because yeah. they are part of the issue. I mean, like the, the American ATF, they actually have a separate unit for mm. gun trafficking. Mm. And they're, they're saying it's, it's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the first steps that needs to happen is I think the Caribbean, CARICOM member states and even associate states, they need to gather together and they need to say, we have a problem. Yeah. We have a huge problem. What we are we going to do to solve it? What are, how are we going to work together to ensure that the crime rate across the region decreases? Because in yeah. Trinidad, a couple weeks and ago... And I feel like for me, I just always feel like it starts with, let's deal with the guns that are already here. But what about like the rapid... Infl- there's a rapid influx of guns So you think there's, still, there's still an influx of guns coming yeah. in? Yeah. Oh, so basically, oh, you're talking about stopping the leak before... Uh, yeah. Uh, so put it that way. Uh, I mean, you need to cut off the supply. Cut off the supply. And then you the try and go in and get the guns that are already there. It's, compli- it's complex. Only because if America were like any other country that is ready to have a conversation about U.S. gun laws, then I'll be like, okay, let's do this. My issue is, 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 the, is the U.S. government and their own gun laws mm-hmm. and the fact that I don't feel like... They are not even addressing their own gun crisis. Mm-hmm. So imagine bringing them the conversation and then also not even bringing them the conversation. At this point, we're going to have to make them take the blame for it, yeah. which you know America doesn't do. <laughs> yes, they don't. That's just my anything. issue. But your point is valid. I changed my mind. countries, yeah. yeah. I, I changed mean, my mind with, with my point. I mean, given that it's so hard to track it and even the Americans are having issues tracking guns yeah. within America, I think... Imagine tracking the gun that... Imagine, look at that. Even imagine tracking a gun that left the U.S. when 1976, you said? Yeah, 1974. Wow. That is on the streets of Jamaica in 2016. Shh. On the streets of Barbados in 2019. On the streets of um, Port of Spain in Trinidad hmm. in 2020. Like, it's it's crazy. It's so, I mean, I think there needs to be a solution, right? I think there needs to be a conference, hmm. a meeting, some sort. Yeah. I know meetings are ridiculous <laughs> and it could be an email, but I think this is very important for the region. Yeah. Why are there so many guns? What can we do without the U.S.? Yeah, I how, think, are they get, how are these guns getting into the Caribbean? How can we yeah, regulate? We need to have tougher borders. Yeah, yeah, we definitely we need to tougher have borders. Tougher customs. I'm sure a lot of the guns are not coming in pieces. I'm sure some of the guns are going to the Caribbean in a whole. 
mm-hmm. as a whole gun. <sighs> this is heavy. I mean, I <laughs> reading the articles today about like the murders in Trinidad because they're, they're actually mm. one of the murders in Trinidad. Um, there was a kidnapping of mm. a doctor, just a, in broad daylight. And some he, random kidnapping. Yeah, and then he tried to get away, and they shot him and killed him. It was actually two doctors. Mm. Um, one got shot and killed. The other one survived. Actually, I think the other one, he um, he died from, like, the, the wounds. Internal wounds. Yeah, but... but there's an underlying issue to a lot of the crime and violence in Jamaica. And I feel like when I always hear, you hear from people from the Caribbean, and they just, they always say it's not as simple as we think. Because I feel like on the outside, as yeah. Americans, as people that live, as people of the diaspora, we see the story as something simple and fickle. Mm-hmm. And just like, okay, how could you do that? But when you speak to people from the Caribbean, they always talk about the underlying issue yeah. to situations like this. Not just a it's I mean, just a also, I think some of the, the violence, I know it's for Jamaica especially, it's decades long. From, yeah. like, the 50s, 60s, 70s, the yes. 80s, especially the 80s, which was one of the deadliest years, um, deadliest periods um, of time in Jamaica mm. in terms of crime. But... <sighs> Edward Siaga time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going there. <laughs> I'm not trying to get myself in a mixie. I'm just saying. Listen, I am protected Rest by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, come on me and I have lunch. Cover us under your butt. <laughs> but... I, I think a lot of these crimes, <laughs> you're ridiculous. <laughs> a lot of these, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> ridiculous. But I think a lot of these, a lot of these um, oh situations, I, I, I can't even. It's you're, heavy. It is very heavy. I mean, I, like some of these murders are so gruesome. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> What is wrong I'm with you? Because it is. No, I don't want to laugh because it's almost like we don't laugh. You cry. Because it is, it, it's sad. It is very sad. It's almost like something I don't want to talk about. And it's like, like that. thinking about like some of the some of the instances where it's like it's like decades long like political violence or it's like a gang feud. Sometimes they're not even fighting over like money or drugs. Exactly. They're fighting over land that they don't own. They don't they, own. You don't get money from that. Or politicians that don't care about them either. Exactly. That's the tea. <laughs> Mm. I mean, I think we should start a campaign <laughs> on like social media and be yeah, like, yeah, let's do that. Uh, Caricom, Caricom leaders, start let's doing some. <laughs> let's start. Let's start working on the gun issue in the Caribbean. Let's work on something that's super relevant to everyone. That is true. Let's true. learn from each other. True. What does what does Jamaica have that maybe Trinidad or Barbados can have? What is Barbados and Trinidad doing that can affect Jamaica? What is mm. Antigua and Barbuda? Because their murder, their homicide rate went down. True. Last what are year. they doing that Jamaica can? Yeah, can and I mean it's on. A, they're a smaller island, but sometimes mm. small solutions work for big problems. True. <sighs> Listen, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start adding. I'm gonna start reaching out to Caricom, the Caricom Secretariat. I mean, I'm going to start reaching out to CARICOM Youth Ambassadors. Mm-hmm. I think we should do it. Everyone yeah, should do it to be it. like, hey, what is going on? What's going on? And we also have some special treats coming up. Come uh, on. We're going to be doing some interviews. <laughs> um, exciting. Very inti- exciting interviews. 2020 is looking good. Um, especially with members of the security force about in certain countries of the Caribbean. Um, so look out for that. And we're sure. definitely going to fight and talk about this issue. Yeah, we definitely Because it's not just a Jamaica issue. It's, it's a, a larger region issue. issue. I yeah. mean, it's a global issue, it obviously. Because it clearly brings in the U.S. Yeah. It also brings in many other countries, I'm sure. Yes. But on a lighter note, <laughs> coffee finally. 
got her ju- wait no that wasn't it finally she actually t- won the 2020 reggae category yes for her for rapture, her rapture EP. EP. and it was actually really good and i saw her i'm so excited me too oh my gosh she was so good she was a good performer i mean initially i was like wait how is she gonna perform a concert she doesn't have a lot of songs in her yeah. record oh you but- went to that concert <laughs> yeah i went to the concert she was a she was an opener but um, she has a lot of she has a good amount. She has like five songs in the album. Yeah, she's built yeah, she's And then she up. also sings a lot of Caribbean songs. Yeah, too, I mean Bob Marley. It's also been a thing. <laughs> like a like a loud secret. Like if you oh, are a Marley You automatically win the category. Automatically. And it's ridiculous. Within the thirty five years that the reggae has been a category in the mm-hmm. Grammys, there's only eight times a Marley did not win. You be. Eight times. And then like some of the albums that they nominate i'm just like how is this rele- like how is this relevant like most of people most of the people are not listening to these albums like that's, that's the thing with, like, the, with the committee though they don't care about certain categories yeah. i feel like they just throw in all the categories like i feel like last year chronic should have won um Absolutely. for his album that was a listen that album was so good from start to end that album to you was the epitome bop. of a great reggae album it's an epitome of a great album in general yeah in general that too yeah it true. was it was poetry. It was love. Everything. like every single thing, like every single track on the album, I could bop out to. Listen, but I mean, <laughs> I feel like them people. I feel like it's. I mean, there's been controversy with the Grammys mm. too because yeah. like, the former president, even though she was fired, she said that the Grammys are rigged. But I'm, I, I, think I would it's kind true of agree because, like, why is Toots and the Maytals? Why are they still nominated? Is, for Grammys. Who is Tooth of the Maytals? You need to do your history. <laughs> okay, revoke so revoke my card. Because I don't know. Who those, I, so Tooth and the Maytals, they're a legendary reggae group. Remind me of a song. Um, 5446 is my number. Or Funky Kiss Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a blank stare on my face. If you guys would see my face, facial expression, because I don't know who those people are. All right, so we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna re- give you a music lesson. <laughs> you give me a music lesson after. Somebody um, tweet me or send me. A, someone, please. Do you know? Wait, do you know who Peter Tosh is? Okay, do, I'm not that bad. Listen, listen. <laughs> you know I, who, I, I am keeping my Jamaican card. <laughs> do you know who the Wailing Whalers are? Okay, we're gonna have to stop having this conversation because I know these people. <laughs> the part, I swear. Listen. I need somebody to comment. If you don't know who she's talking about, let us know. Tweet us at Mango Tea Podcast. Because I, re- I really want to know if I'm the only person that doesn't know who that person who is. Toots and the Maytals? Is that a group or a person? Oh, I mean, it's a person. And? It's a group. Yeah, it's like a group. They started out as a group, and then Toots like, became the Beyonce of the group. <laughs> <laughs> I just shipped it away. Oh but congratulations goodness. to Coffee, though. Congrats We're to Coffee. excited. No Absolutely more Molly. Absolutely well-deserved. And I think it's well refreshing yes. in reggae Oh, and she's dance actually home. also the first female to win the category. Yes. What? What do you think of it? I'm like, okay, wait. The first female, she's also the youngest person to win the category as well, too. I mean... Congratulations Listen. on the whole thing. She had a great year though. She she really I think did. she had one of, she, she definitely had on, the top reggae song and she had the songs that was on Obama's favorite playlist. Michelle's Come on. Ever. She was doing her thing this she year. She was. Um the fact that she's the first woman to win is yeah, kind of an insult. It really is an insult. Honestly, because I mean there have been great, great Jamaican female artists True. that have put out great reggae bodies artists. of work. Like who? Give them a list of them, Jonathan. She knows them all. Marianne Hall, a.k.a. Africa. Lady Saw. Africa had a... But uh, Lady Saw would not be considered a regular artist, though. And let's talk about the categories, though. Let's go into why aren't there other categories of so-called Caribbean music. Maybe they should switch the category, though. 
you maybe know it what? should be a Caribbean category because soca is not a part of of any Grammy category. Dancehall is not a part of a category. I guess and so I feel like there's some sometimes they merge the Caribbean and the reggae and dancehall. I mean, but this yeah. is the time for them to maybe just change the name of the, the category instead of saying a reggae category. Because at the end of the day, there are a lot of dancehall artists that are putting out a good body of work, but are they going to be nominated for, yeah. for a reggae album? Yeah, a couple of them. They throw. I'm guessing they just throw them in. Yeah. Because I don't think I, when I see I Lady Saw, so I don't well. think of her as a regular artist in a sense. I think of her as a. Here's the thing: with growing up in growing I, up in the Caribbean, but I mean it's a subset of reggae. Sure, but growing up in the Caribbean, we differentiated the music. We knew okay, this is reggae, this is dancehall, this is soca. We never just lump them everything in one. The uh, Americans do that though; they lump everything. Yeah, they lump us all in one. That's it's true. like okay, y'all. I mean, it's like reggae is like the little the slow, the slower version, um, the cleaner version for some is people. Like, yes, Bino, you know. <laughs> Sofa is like jump up, jump up, jump up, wine and jump up. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, Maybe I feel like I, that's my thing. I just think they should know, just sort them all. But in. you know what? I think we should stop. We should have mm. our own things, right? I think we should have a Caribbean mm. Music Awards. Europe has there their is awards. A, there is an award, though. There is? There is. <laughs> <laughs> so why are we, like, propping we're, up the Grammys? Why pulling, don't we prop that up? Because that's who we, that's, that is the issue with a lot of the, the, the black community. We're just all caught up on getting a Grammy. There's the From NWCP. these very white institutions. Who don't care about us. And when they don't vote for albums, they're like, why is the Grammy so white? I mean... They don't care about us. I mean, with, like, Soka, like, Trinidad, like, Road March... I think there needs to be a governing body. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like who 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 really had the great road march song? Because I also think that's rigged too. At me, at us, at Mango Tea Podcast. If you want to talk about it, email because, us like, at Mango Tea Podcast at Gmail. Last year, it was between Marshall, um, Marshall Bungie, Skinny Bantan family. And then Kes, I cannot stand that song. <laughs> they overplayed it. And then Kess is like Savannah Grass. And I feel like Savannah Grass Savannah was a bop. And he lo- like Kess lost. But mm. Kess had, I think, the better song. And I he was saying that like the system is rigged. There should be a People's Choice Awards. But that's, <laughs> for, another that's for another time. We're going to always have that conversation, though. Yeah. Like the system is rigged. Because everybody's not going to get yeah. their way. But I... Soka is getting more recognition. The mm-hmm. it's been identified as a genre Finally. on Apple Music. That's good. Um, and then like through listening through Soka getting more popular now, you're hearing like different um, variations of Soka, like Bouillon Soka, mm-hmm. Daenerys segment from St. Lucia, which mm-hmm. I love. Bashmet Soka from Barbados, which is also all these people. Yes, because it's like it's kind of like. I think I'm kind of ratchet or kind of... <laughs> she kind of ratchet. It's in her bio. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of in my DNA. Um, but, like, I like the, the jumping up, the, the like, freeing yourself. That's mm. what I'm going to call it. Free personality. <laughs> Team Whatless. Yeah. <laughs> also, big up Team Whatless. <laughs> um, so, I think that's the... That's most of the topics that we have. We That's wanted to talk about a lot more, but we're trying to get this under the hour. Oh, <laughs> um, but we definitely ended on a better note. Yeah, we did. We it's did. exciting. It, it is very exciting. Mm. Um, it wasn't so <laughs> depressing. Because <laughs> we start, it started off rough. But there's, Today know, has to be a, a rough day. But a very, listen. very rough day. But you know what? There's a lot of stuff in life to be excited West about. West Indian people, we thrive through we do. everything. That's why we're Talawa. That's why we're Talawa. That's why we're strong. That's why, And that has a greater meaning now. Yes, it, it does. does. 
We're maybe we should like at the end of the year we should have like a Talo Awards. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we should. We do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and we can have people vote. Yeah, listen. <laughs> to make it more interactive. Yeah. Let us know. Um, and speaking of voting and mm. contests, we actually have our own contest. Yes, we do. So we want you, our listeners, to share our podcast, to share our stories out to the rest of the world. Yes. Um, you can share it with your family, share it with your coworkers. Even if they have no idea what's going in the Caribbean, we still want you to hear it because our stories and our news is important as it anyone is. else it is. is. So here's how the contest is going to go. Dun, 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 dun. So we are, we want each person that's listening to share um, one of our podcasts with one of our posts on social media, one of our posts. Yes. Either We're going to set up the posts or if you want to share another post, you yeah, can share in one. Either through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, you're going to one, you're going to add us. Attack, yeah. So you're going to follow us, us and make sure you follow us and first. Then you're gonna, yep. And please follow us. And then you're also going to tag two of your friends as yes. well. Um, the winner is going to be announced in episode 10. That's March and 10th. What we're giving away Let's is tell them, Jody. a box of Caribbean treats. Now, yes. if you don't, if you haven't had like Caribbean like treats, it it is banging. It is really actually. Good. I like. I'm excited chips, about this box because I feel like I'm gonna need one for myself. <laughs> yes, it's that good. And then we're gonna have like Trinidadian seasonings and pepper sauce. Listen, mm. one of my y'all friends, know y'all love them Trinidadian what? pepper sauce. Listen, one of my friends brought me back pepper Listen, sauce. Listen, I'm gonna need to. We're gonna have to make a box for the winner and a box for ourselves. <laughs> it's gonna be that good. It is. So we're going to post more details about the contest yes. um, tonight, actually. And then we're going to be promoting it. And you can share any of our posts on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Yeah, and so then don't if forget. You, yeah. Share the post. Tag two friends. Tag so us. Know, tag us as well. And March 10th. That's how we know if you win. We're going to pick a person at random. Yeah. Nobody close to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have favorites, so we are. <laughs> we'll pick a we name from the neutral. box. <laughs> yes. So to our personal friends, we're not gonna pick you because. Yes. Um. So thank you so much That's for it. listening. Um. I think we're making under an hour. We are. If you wanna, if you want a special topic to be discussed during the podcast, send Let us, us an email at megotpodcast at gmail .com, or you can reach a, you can hit us in the DM mm. in, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um. So we're excited. And that's it. Listen, let's go listen to a coffee album. Matter of fact, we're going to listen to Coffee and Chronics right now. That's the yes. wrap. Yes. All right. Enjoy your week, everyone. Bye -bye. Everyone, drink your tea and don't forget your slice of mango. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.